Welcome back. Hey, you got a question? Give a holler. 651-641-1071. The wind today, when I went down to do chores to see the ladies this morning, I'll tell you, that wind was just sharp. It's like, uh, yeah, that was the only morning of doing chores that I could, uh, and even with all this cold weather, you know, it, it was like, yeah, this is not nice. <laughs> but, oh, well, we made it through. We made it down. That Minnesota wind chill. Yeah, all the girls are very bored. <laughs> I haven't let them out of their house, you know, the ha- the hen house. Yeah. And since, what, almost a week and a half now? Because it's been too cold and I wanted the heat to build up in there. So I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully they said, you know, might get up to 30 or 20, you know, this this week. And with sun, so I'm hoping that, you know, that will work and so they can get out. And Oh, yes, there really is outside. <laughs> okay. What two body parts never stop growing even into uh, old age? Nose and ears, eyes and teeth, feet and hands, brain and heart. Is it nose and ears? It's, ding, ding, ding. It, it's ears. I know that because that's why all the old men have the world's biggest ears. ears. Yeah, I know it. And they had big ears to begin with. There's a commercial <laughs> on TV from Joe Namath doing the, you know, the insurance thing, you know, or no, hearing aids. I looked at his ears and I'm like, holy moly, those are big <laughs> ears. <laughs> oh, well. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> okay, 651-641-1071. Who's up to bat there, Miss Ellie? Well, next up we have Mark, who has uh, two adult cats who have been cohabitating for a while. But they just started fighting. Oh, no. Hi, Mark. How you doing? Hi, doing good. How are you? Good, good. How old are your cats? Um, there's actually three cats in the equation, but I care about just the two. Oh, okay. Um, so the older cat, I want to say it's around, she is around five, five and a half years old. Okay. The younger one who is attacking the older one, he is around four years old, and they are both um, fixed. I don't know what the right term is. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. Um, so the third cat, I'm just going to bring him up just the one time, and then we don't, I don't know if I have to talk about anymore, but we thought about getting a kitten. Okay. So we brought the kitten in about a week, week and a half ago. I was actually fostering three kittens to get them out of a bad situation. Okay. Home two of the three, thought about keeping the third. And when we brought the third around, it seemed to happen at roughly the same time that the the older male, which again is about a year, year and a half younger, and they've been living together since the male was, uh, I found the male in the backyard, in my backyard, and kept him since. Okay. And, um, but he started going after the older female, like, Hardcore. Now, they've had a history of kind of not always getting along, okay. but it never escalated like this. Like, it all of a sudden it just went to zero, maybe zero to 10. Now it's like zero to 100. And it's just been like that since well, we've been keeping them separated. I've been, I went and got CBD. I feed them together, if that makes sense. But the moment you take your eyes off of him, he'll do the staring thing at her. Yep. He'll, yeah, it's a dominant thing, I'm pretty sure. But ever since the kitten, anyway, the kitten's gone now. We have a friend who's holding on to the kitten for us. I don't think we're going to take her back, but we'd like to possibly, but our, obviously our priorities are our two older cats. Right, right. Okay. Okay, Help. so uh, <laughs> now at any time, did you say they, they, they did get along, these two? Yeah, like they, they appear to be bonded. They would cuddle together. They sleep together. They bathe each other. And every once in a while, they like argue whatever. You know, he would still try the dominance thing and chase her, but she wouldn't put up with it, and he would stop. But again, once we brought the kitten into the equation about a week, week and a half ago, um, he doesn't stop now. He would go after her and it just, like he would actually be grabbing the back of her neck and pulling hair out. Oh my, okay. Yeah, it's bad. Okay. So what we need to do is that we got to separate them totally for about two weeks, okay, when they don't get to see each other at all. 
Okay? Oh, and we're, okay. what we're going to do is we're going to reintroduce them. All right? And okay. so that's what it is. So right now they're just going to be taught. So you figure out how you want to do this. You can lock one in a, in a, a, a bedroom, okay, with its own water and, and, and box and such like And the other one can have run of the house. Now what you can do, you know, uh, during the day or, you know, once a day, switch them where they don't see each other, but you switch where you put the one that's in the house in the bedroom and the bedroom one comes out into the house. So they get a chance, you know, to walk around and say, blah, blah, blah. but they're not to see each other either. You know what I mean? When you're doing the transfer here, switch. Don't let them see each other. Right. Okay. okay. And then okay. at the end of two weeks, if it's this is uh, hopefully you can do this. If you can put a screen door on the bedroom door, so they can see each other, but they can't get to each other. Okay. And then you're gonna put the dishes for them to eat and drink, kind of like let's say on the left side on 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 the outside of the door, and they're so they're they're at opposite ends of the door. They're not the dishes aren't right in front of each other, but they're kind of in the same area to get fed. Do you understand what I'm saying? One's in the bedroom, let's say, you know, eating on the one side of the door. I mean, you know, and then the other one's on the other side, but they can see each other. All right. And then you okay. can have the same with where the water bowls are. And, uh, and so then that's what you're going to start. You're going to be doing. And so then uh, they do that for about a week. If you can with the screen door. All right. And so then okay. what's going to start happening, but you're going to be in the meantime, be switching them out. So they're getting used to each other's smells and you're giving them time to just chill out, shake it off. All right. But don't okay. do it any sooner. Two weeks for sure. If you want to do three, that's even better. All right. So they just kind of shake it off and then they're going to slowly start being reintroduced here. Don't bring the kitchen back in. All right. Because this is just for good, you think? Well, that we don't know. You know, that's what started the mess. Okay. So, you know, cats are not like dogs. Dogs are pack, you know, you know, pack. It's all about a pack being together. Okay. Cats are individuals. They, they belong to a colony, but some will be, you know, upset up in this tree. They're, they're in the same vicinity, but they don't interact with very few. And some never interact with any other cats. They just are there. But then there are some cats that are in their personality. They make friends. All right. So that they'll hang out together, but you won't see them hunting together they'll go away do their own thing and come back oh you're still here <laughs> okay? okay but anyway so what we've got to try to do is de-escalate the situation where they just kind of are by themselves and you can go in the room and, and play, play with them and such like that no problem with that but the whole thing is them themselves are not going to see each other okay whether you want to do an upstairs thing and downstairs thing but you just got to make sure they don't get to interact to you know right away we want them to be separate they can smell each other as you transfer the you know, the robes, you know what I mean? Whether it's, you know, mm-hmm. but they, you don't want them to see each other. Then um, what you could do is put one in a kennel and one walks around so he can say hi, you know, and such like that. And if you hear the, uh, what you never, ever do, and I learned this a long time ago. Um, I used to, if a dog, if the cats were being stupid, I'd blast them with water. <laughs> okay. It, it cleared the thing. But what I didn't realize with cats in a cat's brain is that what it's got good things have to happen when the other's around. So like with my Adeline and my Sally, my Sally would go after my Adeline. And so I learned to just talk with, oh, Sally, what are you doing, Sally? Just to try to de-escalate. And then I'd go up at a pet Sally to get her brain off of Adeline, you know? And that gave Brad, Adeline the time to get the heck out of Dodge. <laughs> okay? And it works. And every once in a while, they still have a, a squabble. But it's not like, you know, balls to the walls. It's They have a squabble, right. but it's not all, you know, 
hair flying and stuff like that. Oh, there, there was one last summer. But anyway, and so that's all you can do is that when they seem to be, like let's say you put the one cat in the kennel, okay, and the other cat's outside the kennel, right? So then what you're going to do if you hear some, you're going to go to the one outside the kennel, and then if he's the one growling, pat him. Oh, you'd just be fine. Who is that in there? We could all get along here. Yes, we can. So if good things happen when each, you know, you're all kind of around, that will start mending the road, okay? The worst thing you can okay. do here is be get too antsy and figure, well, I just can't, I'm getting tired of doing this, and we're just going to throw it to the wind, and this is how we're going to happen, okay? Don't do that. What's so surprising here, though, is usually the other way around. Usually it's the female going after the male. This is really funny that the male's going after the female, because usually the ma- females rule the house, so... Oh, interesting. Yeah, so it is. But anyway, so that's why, but by you just being calm, collective, not screaming and yelling, you know, have, you know, you know, time together, it's going to go fast. It really will. But like I said, don't do it too, you know, I mean, don't be in too big of a hurry to try to blend everything. Now, if you know you can put one in the kennel and one can be free and just kind of, and they just kind of walk over and go, oh, hey, and then they walk away. Great. And then you switch it. You know, now the the one. Can I ask another question about this? Sure. Um, so I travel, uh, half the time. Okay. Um, and the one cat, I guess I can bring one of them with me. I guess the male who's going after the female, he doesn't like to travel, but will that mess up the reintegration process? But I mean, I could bring him with me. Uh-huh. Um, it's driving traveling. So, yeah. um, I have to go to Wisconsin. So it's, would that mess any of the integration up if it, if he gets stressed traveling, but then he's there with me still the whole week we, for a week at a time? That remains to be seen. We don't know. See, like you say, many cats don't like to travel, and that puts stress on it, too. You know, and the yeah. stress of bringing the kitten home could have done that. You know what I mean? You mean triggered all this? So that we don't, because cats, when they get stressed, they can either hide become a, you know, a witch, okay, um, or they can take it out on those around them or start pulling their hair, you know, because they're stressed out, you know, or they're okay. starting to go bald. So you know the cats, and so you got to set something up that you can move forward. But, you know, unless your cat likes riding in the car, you know, that would put more stress in the situation. But you can try it, you know. You just got to work out, figure it out. You know what needs to be done. They got to be separated, okay? And so we just got to figure out how are you going to do it. Okay. Okay. And then the kitten, once and for all, um, I mean, I I know you're not a fortune teller. Yeah. You're probably in the wrong line of work. I could ask my um, eight ball here, but no. um, Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. What do you think in three weeks? Do we try it again? Oh, not with the kitten. No, you got to get these two. You got to get these two going. Because otherwise, you're just, you're going to go two steps forward and and four backwards, okay? And they have to be our priority. That's that's non-negotiable. Okay, yeah. And so that's what I mean. I mean, even though it'd be nice to have, a lot of times cats don't like, okay, we, we were just fine. And all of a sudden, now there's this third one. And that, the whole reason know. I wanted the kitten, Katie, was because um, she actually travels well. Oh, okay. She doesn't mind traveling, and I okay. wanted the companionship with me, if that makes okay. sense. Yeah, um, well, those, but, I, I get it, because there's very few cats. I've had two cats in my in my my time that would lay just on the dash or in the back window and perfectly content. I'm like, really? <laughs> so it's crazy. Yeah. So I yeah. understand that. But I, I don't know. You're going to have to sit back and, you know, uh, the, the, fee, the female cat, did she get along with the kitten? So, oh yeah, that's the other thing. So the male cat, actually, at first there was some hissing, but eventually, like within a day, the kitten and him were playing. Uh, he was even grooming her a little bit. It was a girl kitten. Okay. Um, she's very sassy and spunky. It was kind of funny. Uh, okay. She flores that tail around like crazy. So she definitely got some spunk to her. I, I'm saying that for a reason here in a moment. Um, but they, those two got along really, really well, like right away. They were even playing. It was funny. But the older female cat, 
wanted nothing to do with the kitten. I don't okay. know if it's because of that sassiness from the kitten or whatnot, but I don't know. That's well, that's female. Absolutely nothing to do with this kitten. Okay, it still doesn't hold on to that thought. I'm way past break time, so hold on. We'll come oh, back yeah, and discuss course. this more. Okay, so hold, don't don't yeah. hang up. Thank you so much. You bet. What do you do with a green elephant? What do you do with a green elephant? We'll be back. Thank you for staying with the KDK Night Show. Greatly appreciate it. Say, Ellie, uh, you found a link for Jason? Uh, yeah. His so, monologue to, to Dexter? And yeah, if you want to see his um, words that, um, from the Jason sh- the Jason show in the morning, um, we have that posted on our links page. Okay. In the KDK Night links page? Mm-hmm. Go to mytalk1071.com, type in KDK9. And so it is, it's hard. You're going to go through every dog that you ever lost or every pet, I should say. And like I say, I commend Jason so much on, on trying, getting through that. I know I wonder. But anyway, so yeah, so if you want to see that, is in the, 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 and Dexter was one handsome, handsome boxer. Man, he was handsome. He had so mm-hmm. much white, you know, on his chest. And th- then that really cool strip down the front, that white, he could have had a lot of white. But that his chest is like, you never saw that much white on a boxer because they don't want that much white is we're going to show them, you know, in confirmation. Mm-hmm. But I mean, but yeah, his personality, everything. He's just an awesome kid. So go to mytalk1071.com, go to my Katie Canine show page, and you can see uh, Jason uh, on his morning show giving a tribute to his best buddy, Dexter. Okay. What do you do with a green element? You, um... Put it in the grass. I'm, I'm just not. I'm you, just, I think I'm tired or something today. There you go. You wait for it to ripen. You wait for it to ripen. Okay. There you go. I like that one. There you go. There you go. This is my all time. We I used to do this one a lot when I was bartending. I used to have really no jokes when I bartended. I could just pull them right out, left and right. Okay. My favorite one was why do why do elephants wear tenny runners? Why? Because nineties are too small and elevenies are too big. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> okay, let's go back. Poor Mark is hanging there, shaking his head. Okay, Mark, are you with us? Yes, ma'am. Okay, there you go. Okay, now a couple things here. Now you were saying that now the the female was a witch to the to the kitten, and but the, the male was friends, right? Yeah, the male seemed to really get along well with the kitten. You could tell like those two would be fine. Okay. Um, and the kitten just wanted to play both with the ma- the older male and the female. Okay. Um, and also the kitten, I did notice right away, like she was very submissive to both. You know, she was like yep. answering away. She yep. right away bow her head. Yep. Um, so it wasn't a submission issue there. Right. Uh, but the older female definitely wanted nothing to do, do with okay. the kitten. Okay. Okay. And the timing just appeared to be like within a day after the kitten came in and we we're letting the kitten slowly just walk around. We didn't just like brought the kitten in like, here you go, release the hound. Yep. That. Yeah, yeah. It was, um, she started in our bathroom and then we just kind of worked her out from there. And you could tell like the cats actually had their territories. She didn't leave our bedroom. She was very hesitant. So okay. we just let her do on her own terms and all that stuff. And, okay. But uh, yeah, it just, within the day after that, that's when the older two started going at it. Mostly Oscar going after Sophie. Actually, that was entirely Oscar going after Sophie. Okay. And then, um, but Oscar would go around the kit and they just hang out. He just watch her. They play a little bit, and okay. Sophie would go off, and she would look traumatized. She'd just be kind of staring off, just pause every time Oscar would come around, and she, you, her back legs, if they were on the side, they right away go underneath her as she's ready to run away. Okay. It's just, it's just not healthy for her. Okay. Yeah. No. 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 Because that's the problem with cat blending. Cats is really a tough, tough thing, uh, unless you have. Uh, the um, 
what do you want to call it? The means, I guess, as far as having like like a cattery that's you know broken in pieces, and then you can slowly blend all of it. Because there's people I know of that it took over a year to blend cats. All right, but then oh, wow. and so because cats just they're independent. They don't like I said earlier. They're not a pack animal. They're a colony where they're they're content to be off by themselves and not intermix. And if other dog, if other cats come, you know, too close, they, hey, get out of me. You know, me like you just said, they have their territory. You know, when Sally comes up to the house, the house is is Adeline's territory. So Adeline's a little bit more. Hey, you're a little too close. Take it back. Take it back. You know, so so like I said, what you want, and I can understand if you got a kitten that you know travels well. That's really that. Be fun, <laughs> but um, so like I said, you just gotta take your time and uh, uh, go from there. But it's it's that's the whole thing is it is time consuming. All right, okay. there's no magic wand uh, other than like I say, you can have se- separate. You know, like, okay, the kitten can be with the, this, you know, like the, your male, you know, for a while. And then the female, you know what I mean? Well, around, idea, yeah, guess. around Robin type things. So it's it's up to yourself to how to figure this one out. Okay. I'm sorry. I wasn't. Do you think that's going to be effective or? Uh, round thing. But we don't know. That's the thing with cats. It, it's, okay, it's, it's really, you know, they're, now you remember cat dogs have masters. Cats have staff. Okay. And so the thing is, is that we don't know how it's going to, all we could do is do the best to try to blend and keep our fingers crossed. But sometimes, you know, it just, uh, you know, it's just like humans and just, and like some dogs, some personalities just don't work out and that's it. Okay. And so the whole thing is, is why they started scrapping because you brought the kitten home. Yeah. It upset the apple cart. Okay. Whose territory is this cat going to belong and the kitten going to belong to, you know, uh, but like I said, I was surprised that it was the male going after the female. I would have swore it would have been the female going after the male, but you know, there again, it has to do with personalities. Okay. I have a coworker who says that he's a cat guy, um, and he says that his cats consider him their two-legged monkey butler. <laughs> yeah, you can feel free to use that. <laughs> yeah, a monkey butler. That's a good one too. That's a good one. But yeah, that is. It's really tough with cats, and there, you know, there is a book. It's called Your Cat by Hodgkins, okay. H-O-D-G-K-I-N-S. That's the Bible for all cats, okay? And so, like I said, there you can maybe uh, find, but basically it's separation and then slowly reintegration. You know, that's about the only thing that hopefully they get a couple of days of rest from each other and come back and be nice. Not a couple of days, a couple of months. So we're fostering, I guess, going to be that kitten now and one other kitten. Do you have any suggestions on where all the medical is paid for? We're not looking for money, just looking for good homes. We pulled them from a bad situation and just want them to have a good home. Yep. There's a yep. litter of seven, and five of the seven have homes. Oh, so good. We just need to find a home uh, for the last two. Yeah, and see, so what you could. Suggestions, please y- let me know. Oh, yeah. And what you could do, though, is that, you know, p- uh, put like at a coffee shop, okay, and then, or you know, just put the word out in your circle. You know, people looking for, you know, for a kid. Because that's the worst thing is that you just don't don't put it on Facebook. Don't put it on any places like that. Because there are a lot of bad, not nice people out there that it's like, okay, torment the cat. We'll get this one to do, <laughs> you know. So that's why, like I say, you've got to really be selective that you actually truly find a, a cat person that's truly interested in the kitten, okay? It's funny you said that because I'm actually very selective. I've gotten a hard time about that from others in the past. Oh, no, no. I'm I, not going to feel guilty about that. No, so. don't. Because like I say, no, it's like I say, because there's cats, unfortunately, is uh, are the uh, uh, get. Uh, okay, it's it's a proven thing that people, guys that abuse animals turn around as they get older to, uh, up to abuse women. 
Okay, and unfortunately, when you know, some of the you know when they're younger and stuff like that, uh, they, they you know oh a free kitchen I'll take it home and I'll torture it, <laughs> you know. Oh, and so, and like I said, I, it's out there, and that's what's really really sad. And so that's why, like I say, it's it's so because kids are kind of a dime a dozen. You know, you go to any farm, they'll give you about a half a dozen of them. You know, right away. <laughs> but uh, and so that's why, like I say, I'm um, you know at one time I don't know if you heard this part of the show. This is a while back. I had thirty two cats. Okay, because people would drop drop off the cat then they'd have litter in a couple weeks and and i'm like okay now we got to get them fixed and then we got to find homes for them you know and so the thing it was you know, like a round robin what it what it was and you know everybody just, i said i just can't just say here take this cat no i was methodical on how i found homes where i could actually go visit them if i wanted to just to make sure everything was on the up and up okay so i right, commend well, you, you so on and good luck and you can give me a call up at katie's canines okay all right sounds good thank you take care bye-bye oh there he goes. Hear that? It's a kid's heart is about the size of his or her foot, fist, brain, stomach. A kid's heart. We'll be back. Hello. I'm standing outside in my underwear, shivering. They say it burns 400 calories an hour. Is this a workout craze or just crazy? No pain, no loss. I just lost feeling in my toes. We could enroll at the Y for a zero-dollar enrollment this month. We'd get the latest equipment and a free fitness assessment. And it's inside. Let's go to ymcanorth.org for details. Feel the burn. The frost burn. Okay. A kid's heart is about the size of his or her foot, fist, brain, stomach. Uh, brain? Fist? Fist. Fist. That's how big the heart is. A kid's heart, I should say. Well, the hearts, they don't, like, grow significantly, do they? I don't think so. I think they just stay, like, pretty big. I don't know. But yeah, yeah but a, a child's fist is pretty small. So the heart's got it. Oh, small. it's relative to, like, their fist. Yes. Oh, yeah, so that would be small. I was okay. thinking, like, mine. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, 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 theirs, yeah. Sorry about that. Well, you know, I, I didn't say that in there, did I? Yeah, a, um, a kid's heart is about the size of his or her foot, fist, brain, stomach. That's pretty small considering how much work it's got to do. Yeah, no kidding. That's crazy. All right. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. And if you want to listen to any of my podcasts, my past shows since 2018, go to mytalk1071.com. Okay. And then uh, we talked about full, full circle feeding earlier. And that's really important. Go to NutrisourcePetFoods.com and check that out. Okay. Um, one thing I was talking to Dr. Jess, she's finally, hopefully she's going to be here next week. Uh, she's for two weeks been dealing with kind of laryngitis. It's in and out. It's in and out. It's in and out. <laughs> and so and she feels fine. And just can't talk. <laughs> yeah, it's worse in the winter when everything's dry, too. Yep. And so anyway, so we were talking that how people... Um, they get a dog. Okay, let's say you buy a lab because you want a, a water dog to go hunting with, okay? Uh, let's say you get a border collie uh, and that you want to do agility with. Um, let's say you get a hound dog because you want to do uh, nose work. Uh, or, or you get yourself a golden retriever because you want to do therapy, okay? Or uh, you want to do for PTSD, you know, work. Mm-hmm. And so you got this dog, and, and this is what you want to do with him. And... Uh, the therapy dog, this brought me into this in the PTSD. Uh, the reason why I'm mentioning this is because what a person deems their dog should like isn't what 
going to happen. You mm-hmm. know, we all have personalities. Dog breeds have tendencies. Okay, but we have personalities that can be that therapy dog, that can be that PTSD dog, that can do nose work and agility and hunting. But you've got to be realistic as far as the owner that maybe this isn't going to be quite we have to change gears and find out what we both can do together and be happy. Even though I bought, I got this dog to be a therapy dog and the dog is just too either worried or scared. Uh, that death won't come forward or is too nuts, <laughs> won't settle down. Okay. Yeah. So we got to find a different job, you know, for that dog. But there's too many owners that insist he will be a therapy dog. He will be a PTSD dog. And because uh, I was working with a guy, nice dog, but uh, it's a big black shepherd. Okay. And um, it's very scary looking. <laughs> uh, uh, especially if you, you know, anything big black, everybody's scared of big black. But anyway, and so the thing is that he was saying, like, he'd go to the store, you know, with the dog, and somebody would come around the aisle and scare the dog, and this dog would bark at him. This dog was really mellow, very easygoing. I was expecting a lot worse. But it gets startled, and so then it starts barking, and then he's asked to leave. And so that's why he came, and I said, well, you know. That sounds like it spooks like a horse. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But, you know, he dealt with everything, you know, in the building really well and stuff. He was very welcoming to, like, what is this game and such like that. But uh, so what I tried to get him to understand is that there's going to be maybe some places you cannot bring this dog, Mm -hmm. okay, and and, end of story. But he is like, well, no, you know, we just got to get her desensitized, which it can happen. But it takes a lot of work, time, and I don't see a person doing that. <laughs> but still, at any given time, the dog can, you know, be spooked at something and bark. He's not going after anything, you know, like trying to eat the person that scared him or whatever, but just startled. So he's... Rawr, 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 rawr. Well, and the reality of the situation is, like, you've established that this dog reacts a certain way to surprise. Yep. And you can't desensitize a dog to literally everything in every scenario always. Exactly. Is that there's going to be something he might scare, and this is how he reacts when he's scared, okay? And like I say, it doesn't lunge at the person, didn't you know, the person coming around the corner or whatever. Nothing. It just scared them. <laughs> You got a hundred pound black dog going. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, Stanley's like gets scared too. It's so funny what things will set him off, but yeah. he's kind of got a jumpy streak. And when he's scared of something, it can look scary. Yes. I know he's not going for anything, but oh, exactly. his hackles are raised and he's using his big boy voice. Right, yes. And so that's why, you know, in, in this guy, he says, Well, we got to get him over this. And I said, Well, it would it be so bad that if you went into Walmart without him? You know, he's in the car. So if you're having a bad, bad moment, leave the store, go to the car. Okay, Uh, one thing that unnerves me to no end is at the state fair, I see these people with, you know, the companion and the PTS. I said, what number one are you doing at the state fair, which is uh, enough in itself to send you into overdrive? Mm -hmm. And then you uh, you watch the dogs trying to negotiate the strollers, the feet, the legs and everything. And it's like, come on, why did you bring bring a human with you instead of your dog? If you might have an episode, you know, whether it be a therapy dog or PTSD dog. But anyway, and then, like I say, then the hunting dog. Well, they said it to a hunter trainer that will force the dog to hunt. The dog's heart isn't into it. He's never going to be a good hunting dog. My aunt has a lab who is born and bred, expensive hunting dog. Just didn't like hunting. Yep. Didn't didn't enjoy it. Didn't have a knack for it. Yep. And could do the commands, but it was... Didn't not, yeah, nope. not at, and not, that's not me. I don't want to do that. And so then people get so distraught because the dog is doing what they wanted the dog to do, which you folks, then you have to switch gears yourself. 
shake it off, mellow out, and find something else that you can do as a team. It may not be the hunting dog. Well, then maybe we need to look, you know, for an, another one. Um, and then like agility, you know, you get a, <laughs> now a basset hound is not a good choice for agility, right? <laughs> and so the thing is, is that you've got to look into it. You've got to find the right personality of dog for what you want to do if this personality is conducive you know to being a hunting dog an agility dog nose work therapy pt and that's the thing is but too many owners are they they insist on going through this training and that training we will get this this dog will do what i want it's kind of like what parents do to some kids i want you to be that doctor so you're going to be going to this college. You're going to be doing that. They're laying it out for him. But that kid is like, no, I want to be an astronaut. I don't want to be a doctor. You know, shoving you what you think and um, the wrong personality that's not receptive. And so, folks, I wish you, if you're one of these parents, <laughs> I need you to settle down and then find something. There's so much to do in the dog world. Barn hunt. Do you know what a barn hunt is? I feel like you've discussed it before. Yeah, yeah. that's where mostly for terriers, where you they, With, be, like you trap the mouse or rat like in a cage somewhere, yep. and for then them they to gotta find. go find yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a riot, especially for small dogs. That is right because the big dogs seem to like you know scale the 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 hay bales a little too fast. <laughs> but anyway, but there's so much out there to do that, that you can find that both of you will want to do together. So be fair with your dog. Find something you both want to do it don't have preconceived motions and make drill it home to the dog you will be this this is what i want you to be no fine you know it's just like somebody take you and make you want to be something you're not your your personality isn't conducive to that okay so that's not fair but too many owners are like that they feel if they go to this trainer and that trainer and eventually somebody's going to help them do and where the trainer you can see Obviously, uh, you know, no, this dog just doesn't want, isn't there. Maybe you should try this or maybe you should try that. That happens a lot with assistive dogs because they say like so few get through the program, not because they're not smart enough to learn the commands, right. but because they just have a certain First, attitude or predisposition to either use their smarts when they're not supposed to or just not listen sometimes. Mm-hmm. Nope. And like I say, you just got to learn to work with the personality. And that's unfortunately a huge flaw. A lot of parents do, <laughs> of two-legged kids, but of owners of dogs. And I've, uh, I have helped people pick out, like, you know, certain dogs, you know, like, you know, they will pay me to go look out with this litter. And I used to, I walk, oh, this one guy, I, I must have went to three, four different litters, and I'd go there, and I'd be there not even 10 minutes, and we're leaving. And the guy's going, but, 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 I said, we're leaving. <laughs> and so then I finally found a dog, a female Four months old, yellow lab. Finally found, I said, I called him up. I said, I found the dog. I said, it's not as young as you wanted it. But I said, this is going to be a dang good hunting dog. You're going to really like this dog. And so he goes, he meets it. And she was really a nice, nice pupper. Roxy, he named her. But anyway, and so uh, he called me back. Well, it must have been a year later. She, she says, and he's had other hunting dogs. Mm-hmm. He says, I don't believe this dog. She is just She's like magic in the field. And so he, she just is right there. So easy to train. Da, 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 da. She has to drive. I said, I know that. And so that's why I said you needed to have this dog. It's you, funny. Katie can pick a hunting dog. Yeah. And so the thing is, is that, but you know, it's not really it's whether you want to do a jilly or anything. Mm-hmm. It has to have a certain drive. But I knew this dog. But anyway, so she, uh, but he, to that, till the day she died, every once in a while I'll call and just say, what an awesome dog. That, and he didn't want her. 
you know, because she was, oh, I don't want four months is too much. I wanted the eight-week-old puppy. I said, this dog is going to do you good. And uh, also, too, if you talk to any of the hunters, if you've got a female that's a good hunter in the field, it'll out-hunt any male. Those females, they learn quick, but you, they have to have that little extra you know, kick like, okay, mine, I've got this, <laughs> you know, and some of the females are like, ah, you want, they're not competition enough. You want it. Oh, you cook it. I'll just watch. That's what a lot of females will do. But I mean, if you get it, if you let a dog through talents, come out and work with it, you'll you have the coolest dog. So anyway, okay, here we go. Uh, where are we at? Okay. About, oh, here's one for you. You ready? Let's do it. About how many pounds of bugs? <laughs> Does the average human accidentally eat each year? Okay. How many pounds of bugs? 40, 30, 10, 5. How many bugs, pounds of bugs per year? Hello. Okay, we're winding down the KDK9 show. All right, here is a question that Ellie is endeared to. (laughs) Remember last week's bacteria? Each inch? That what that like creeps me out so much more than bugs because I've just been in so many of the areas of the world that have the highest density of bugs. Bugs, really? Oh, wow. yeah. I'm the and they're Arctic. extra protein. <laughs> oh, I've I've eaten my my share of bugs, but yeah, in the Arctic, if they have the black flies and mosquitoes, that if you hold out your arm, it it'll just turn black with the amount of bl- flies that'll land on you. In the Antarctic, yeah, there is bugs in. The- Antarctic? Oh, yeah. In the summer, they're a huge threat to even the caribou migration because they're so dense, they can, uh, like, suck a caribou dry. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Well, that blows my mind. Look what we learned. Holy moly. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Plenty of mosquitoes and black I'm trying to think of... Wow. Okay, I just think of all snow. That's (laughs) no green. Okay, about how many pounds of bugs does an average human accidentally eat each year? How many pounds? 40, 30, 10, 5. I have to say 5 because we're talking pounds. Yes. And pounds and 5 pounds of bugs. That's, that's a plenty. Lot. <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, I've, it is. It's 5 pounds. I've been camping, though. You have evenings where um, if you put on your lamp, you uh, attract bugs, yep. and then you can see the bugs landing in your food, so you just eat in the dark and don't think about it. <laughs> that would be, that's, yep, there you go. Eat in the dark. Mm-hmm. We're not, we're not going to concern ourselves with how many uh, extra crunchies are in there. Oh, yeah, it's just all protein. We had a game day yesterday uh, with my girlfriends. We played um, five-second, you know, the five-second game, and then uh, played... Uh, uh, catchphrase. Oh, I like catchphrase. Yeah, that was good. And then we played um, uh, Polish poker and, uh, oh, and apples to apples. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, a funny one. That's fun. But that one then gets, sometimes gets to be too much time in between. You're like, some people have to read everything out loud, you know. Yeah. Def- I mean, and I'm like, no. Okay, you're the judge. Here's the cards. Look at the green card. Which one do you want? You don't have to read each definition on the cards that you have to judge from. You know, because who you know, if you're silly, if you're if the judge is a silly person, silly personality, you know, they might do the opposite. Something that is like this yeah. is nothing content. You know what I mean? And then you have get the serious person. I know they're going to take this. You know, and so, and so that it's. But yeah, it was going a little slow. So we kind of I said, okay, let's change. <laughs> but anyway, now why went? Why was I saying that? Um, I went into games. There was a reason. Bugs. <sighs> 
bugs. No, I can't remember what it was. Oh well. I'm a, I, I'm curious about what Polish poker is because I'm a oh. hardcore card site person. Oh, okay, I love poker. I okay. love. Okay, Polish poker. Okay, here, folks. And then they do a dogs, but. <laughs> And you can call it anything you want. I learned it as Polish poker. Mm -hmm. Okay, you dealt four cards face down. Okay, you start out the game. You know the 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 clothes clips with the spring on it. Mm -hmm. You get fifteen clothes clips. You have to. They cannot touch the table. You have to wear them on you. Okay, Mm -hmm. and that's what you're playing with. You don't have to. You can play with money too, but no, we don't play with money. You play with clothes pins. So you get four cards down. Okay, you got the deck in the center. Okay, everybody. Then what you do? You can only look at two cards once. So you flip up the two cards and remember what they are and then put them down. And you can't look at anything ever again, okay? Then what it is is a card that's in the top. The the dish of the game is you have to get the lowest hand facing down. Eights, the number eight is zero. Aces are one. Everything else is face value. In the uh, kings, queens, jacks, those are all ten. All right. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing is, is you got to stack in the middle. So you either keep that card, you know, take the card that is flipped over or you draw one. And then you, the one that you draw or take, you have to swamp it out if you want to, you know, with one of the other ones. But you remember, you only can look at it once, two cards. You have to try to remember it. Mm-hmm. It gets really fun when people have been drinking because <laughs> they can't remember <laughs> nothing. But anyway, and so then when you think you have the lowest hand, you knock once and everybody gets one more chance. Okay, and then you flip them over, and if I am the lowest out of all we're playing, then I get the pot. If you tie me, or if you are uh, have lower than I've got, then I owe you a, uh, a clip, okay? And then we all ante up again, so now the pot is doubled. That sounds fun. It's a no-brainer game, and what's so nice about it, there's no really rules to it. It's just really simple. High, you know, is it you got a low hand or not? And only can look at it once. But uh, and so it, it brings a lot of people together because people that don't like card games, where it's this rule and this rule, and then if you go to this, and this is just nothing. It's either high or low. You knock if you got it. Well, you know, high low is one of the most like old, I know, the yeah. oldest uh, gambling forms. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. But no, this is just lowest hand possible. So, so yeah, that was nice to do with dogs, wasn't it? <laughs> but I love it because, like I say, people, because we were playing a lot of fast games, you know, like catchphrase and that. Mm-hmm. It, it just, it's a nice way to slow things down. And then you get to kind of think, talk. But then also, too, if you get to talking too much, all of a sudden you forget what your cards are. So. If you got two dogs, you can just hide things around the house and take bets on who finds the treat first. Oh, there you go. There you go. That's very good. Okay. And so, uh, you know, if you got any questions, give me a uh, holler up at Katie's K9. My classes are starting to go again. So you can give a, you know, go to my talk 1071 and you can get to my Facebook page and my website, my new website. Check out my new website. And so it's, we're doing good. Now, giving pills. Okay. Giving pills. Now, giving a cat pill is like you are <laughs> totally on your own. Not really. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you can use crush. You can crush the pills. Okay. Uh, that's usually about the better things if they if they can or but anyway, uh, yogurt you can you know mix and the the thing is when you're giving your dog pills, folks uh, or cat, mix up what you give him to. Don't just always have that one thing be the pill giver. So you can use yogurt. You can't use peanut butter. Cats don't like peanut butter. Uh, you can do uh, pumpkin. Now this is raw hamburger. Take a pinch of raw hamburger and and put the pill in that. Preferably mashed up. Okay, and then a lot of people don't think of this is brown swigert. A lot of dogs and cats like brown swigert, so that's a good thing to give pills. You know, pills. Is that the liver? Yeah, liverwurst or yeah, whatever liverwurst, the heck yeah. that. Yeah, brown swigert. Yep. Okay, and then um, you can use 
hot dogs, and this is you that train with hot dogs, can you do me a big favor? Is that make sure you get the nitrate free, all you know, the the holistic hot dogs instead of filling your dog full of all this crap that's in the hot dogs. So if you got to do that, otherwise, and like I say, you could use a hot dog to put a pill in or whatever type thing, but make sure it's a nitrate free, nitrate free, uncured uh, hot dogs. All right. Now, uh, uh, so the even better thing is that I did with my dogs is I would teach them to catch. You know, that I lob something to them mm-hmm. and they have to catch it. Okay, so you start out, you can go to YouTube and say, I want to teach, teach my dog to catch things. Because a lot of times, if you see it, you'll understand it better than have it being explained. But anyway, so like I would stand above the dog and I'd say, catch it, and put the, like the popcorn, like right by the nose. I'd say, catch it. And as they open their mouth, you know, I just dropped it in. Yay, that was good. Then we do it again. Then pretty soon it goes up a little bit higher. You know, drop it and say, catch it. Now, the big thing when you're teaching a dog to catch it, if it bounces off the nose and hits the floor, step on it. They can't get a treat off the floor. You can only cut, they only get the treat if they catch it in the air. Okay. Then when they can take it from going from uh, up from above, as you drop it, catch it, then you step back and kind of lob it to them, you know, closely and say, catch it. And then eventually you can go farther and farther and they're catching things left and right. Cause then if you want to give you your pills, okay, you got them all lined up. But Velveeta cheese works too, but uh, you know, too much dairy for a dog is bad or a cat. Okay. So then you just, okay, you got one pill, you know, no, how do you say this? Okay. A treat with no pill, treat with no pill, pill, treat with no pill, treat with no pill. So it's no pill, no pill, pill, no pill. You just keep them catching. They don't even know. They just swallowed all their medicine. <laughs> But there again, switch it up. What you put it in, hot dog, brown swagger, or liver or whatever you want to call it. Because that's what it, that's huge. It really is to uh, uh, prepare for what you're going to need. You may never, ever give your dog a, a pill right now. But you know what? Prepare for it in case you do have to give them a pill. Because it's, it beats wrestling. And, and cats, we all know cats. <laughs> you get the hockey gloves on. <laughs> but there again, a lot of times if you smash the pill... You can, we, you know, get it into yogurt. You can get it into like, uh, ground hamburger and make sure anytime you give, uh, frozen or, or, uh, raw food that is all at room temperature. Cats, dogs don't like things out of the refrigerator. If you're feeding your cat canned food and, uh, you put half of it, you know, cover it and put half of it in the fridge till the next day or till the next time you feed them. When you take it out, put it in the dish, put a little bit of hot water on it. Cats like pate, you know, you mean a little more mm-hmm. of a gravy thing anyway, to bring it to room temperature. Because just remember that all food for a dog and a cat should be room temperature for sure. Don't put it in the microwave because then you have hot spots and you can actually burn your dog or your, your cat's tongue. So anyway, so you got a, uh, uh, week, a hard week or you got an easy week coming up. Well, I'm actually a dog sitting of Vishla this week, oh, so you tell energy. me. Okay, but well. she's she's lovely. She's just good. She's to- neurotic, you know, like any Vishla. But yeah. uh, she had, gets the center seat in front of the TV. They their living room is set up so there's three seats, and the one in the middle is hers. Ah. so she runs the house clearly. Yeah, yeah. Does she react to like doorbells and dogs and TV? Uh yeah, but a, a pretty normal amount. Oh, okay. She's okay. She's pretty like. Even keeled for Avishla, like she's neurotic around people. Like she's curious about them, but she won't approach them, and that's just the the worst of her. But she, once she likes you, she's obsessed with you and wants to be on top of you. Ah, there you go. Okay, folks, I appreciate you call docking and calling. And any questions, uh, go to mytalk1071.com. I, I go to my website, 
Go to the Facebook page. I don't answer questions off the Facebook. You got to email me with questions, okay? So anyway, hopefully you have, and I do post really cute things on my Facebook page, so check that out. Ellie, once again, you're awesome. Glad you came back from your ski ski trip unscathed. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see you all next week, and Dr. Levy Holistic Vet will be on too. Take care. Bye.